and welcome back to Restless. My name is Father Joseph Gill, priest of the Diocese of Bridgeport, Connecticut, coming to you straight out of Stamford, Connecticut, live with Lauren and Paul, live, well, a few months ago anyway. All right, today we're going to talk about uh, a very interesting topic, the topic of private revelation, so visions, apparitions, all kinds of mystical phenomena that have happened in the church. And uh, first of all, let's talk about some of the ones that that are kind of common, you know, Fatima, Lourdes, Guadalupe. What do you know about them? Have you ever been there? Have you ever had an experience of, uh, you know, having, you know, maybe a message from there change your life? Everyone's looking me, at me. Well, I, was, I have not I, been I, to I, any of them. <laughs> I haven't Go on. either. There's only three of us here, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't well, rely my, on Diane tonight. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, pretty sure my first experience with this is um, Lords from a movie that my grandmother had that we would watch at her house. Was it Song of Bernadette? It could have been. Yeah, like an old black and white one. Probably. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so I remember watching that to see that story, and then maybe a little bit older. Uh, I learned about Our Lady of Guadalupe, and um, that story has always just completely fascinated me, you know, Um, and we could talk more about it later, but even as I got older, you know, people say, I don't believe in God, I don't believe in I'm like, you know, Mary appeared, right? And we have the tilma with her image on it, and it's, you know, it's been scientifically studied, and the image hovers above the tilma there's a heartbeat it's got the constellations from the sky that night and her eye is the you know reverse reflection of who she looked at the same as a human eye there's a heartbeat you know she has the black band which means she's with child it meant all of this it had so much significance to the people of that time and it converted is it nearly 10 million yeah about 9 million 9 million aztecs to christianity like and people don't know it and they'll still be like god doesn't exist (laughs) what I was just actually reading a book called um, Our Lady Guadalupe and the Conquest of Darkness, one of the best books I've ever read by Warren Carroll, who's, who founded Christendom College. Oh, and he was, he was talking about kind of the backstory behind Our Lady Guadalupe because um, the, the, the Aztec human sacrifice was just horrific. Oh. I mean, they, they had one festival where they sacrificed 80,000 living people where they would rip the hearts out oh while they're still alive. I did not you know, know just that. Just the blood that would be flowing from these temples. and. And so Hernan Cortez, who's often vilified as, as this evil conquistador, he came in and his first mission was really like, we got to end this. This is horrific. And so he did. After a lot of battles, a lot of bloodshed, he finally uh, t- overtook Mexico City. Um, and really that, that was kind of, that opened the door to Christianity. Then they sent Franciscans over. But the Franciscans, the problem was the Franciscans came with other conquistadors who were interested in the gold and interested in enslaving the Indians, which was obviously set a terrible example. They're like, these guys are Christian right. and here they are mm-hmm. treating us like dirt. Why should we be Christian as well? And so the baptisms were indeed going very slowly until Our Lady of Guadalupe showed up and she shows up as an Aztec maiden to show that she is one of them. Like she's not, she's not white man's religion. This is a religion for all peoples, including the people who've been so traumatized by the, the horrible bloodshed they'd seen. Yeah, I've always really appreciated all the, because I'm a nerd, but all the scientific evidence like you had just mentioned about that, and it's 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 really special. Like, it, there's no there's there's no re, there's there's a reason why it worked. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> there's a reason why like the Lord works in these ways, right? Like, it's um, and so it's really special. I haven't been to. Have you been to? Has anyone here been to any of the the major ones we just mentioned? I did go to Fatima and Lords. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, have? Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I bathed in the water of Lords, Lords the Feast yeah. of Our Lady of Lords, which is February 11th. And that's cold. 
It, yeah, it was very cold. And there was, uh, when I first went there, people were telling me, you know what? It's a miracle because as soon as you get out, you're dry immediately. You don't have to you know, walk around with wet clothes or anything. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute lie. It was yeah, one of maybe, the coldest things I ever did. Maybe it's like the summer when it's dry. Yeah, <laughs> it was so cold. So I've heard about people going, right? And I believe Father Andy has been like an administer, like you help people get in the water. Yes. Can you explain kind of how it works? So there's probably a dozen or more baths and they're separated uh, in separate rooms. So it's very private. But um, yeah, there's two people there and they, they wrap a towel around you and tell you to take your clothes off and they lower you down into this pool and it's a very small pool, maybe two feet deep and you kind of go in up to your neck and you say some prayers. They usually say a couple of Hail Marys and then, then they take you out. Two feet deep or? Yeah, it's about two or feet two deep. Feet, like wide. So you, you crouch down on your knees? You, you lay down, like taking, oh, like taking a bath. I see. You actually I'm go thinking oh, like, like a bath. bath. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see. There's a couple steps down and Do like a so clock. they turn away when you get in. No, you're still wearing the towel. The towel is like soaking wet. They use it for everybody. Oh, Oh, okay. Um, Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have a good perspective because I've seen, I've seen pictures and things, but I didn't have a good perspective on the whole Lord's thing until I watched, uh, um, at the time, Father Robert Barron, but Bishop Robert Barron's uh, Catholicism series. And he goes to Lord's and I didn't realize like the complex that's there is massive. It's It's like millions of people are in there all the time. You know, from the outside. Yeah. Right. There's that image. I mean, it looks beautiful. Right. But it is beautiful. And then there's like a massive like church and building above yeah. it, right? Kind of. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Beautiful yeah. church. Yeah. So I, I didn't have an appreciation for that, but I, I'm always shocked that it's just amazing that the millions of people that flocked, well, not last year, but generally <laughs> to these sites, to Fatima and to, to Lourdes and, and, um, and to the Guadalupe site every year. It's, it's a really good testimony, right? It's, and I think it's something that you don't hear about. It's like, oh, wow. Like, you know, 5 million people went there this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Very true. It's like, but, there are but some, we know that the Alamo is the most famous site in Texas, really? but it's not that special. <laughs> Have you been there? Like they lost. I've oh, been true. to the Alamo. Yeah, I've been to the Alamo. Yeah, I go to. Te- I used to go to Texas a lot for work. But yeah, I've been to, I've been to the Alamo. It's not that special. So with Lords. <laughs> oh gosh, I just offended to, um... like it's thirty-five million <laughs> Texans. Sorry, I don't mean to offend you. That not that many of them are listening to the show. But... <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you have to like sign up ahead of time? Like how? Oh do you, no! Anyone can just anyone go. Can go there, and, just walk up. Okay, so there's not these crazy long lines. Uh, there was not many long lines, even on the feast of Our Lady Lords. Did you experience any kind of healing? I did not. Spiritual or no? Okay. Not that not. you know of. Not that I know of. Okay. There's two things I remember from that trip. The first thing was so I am French by heritage, and I love France, and I love the people of France. Um, very few people like them. Yeah. yeah, you saw even, my face. Yeah, we're not on video. <laughs> no, and and uh, but I love them because they're they're just blunt. They'll say it to your face. You know, I love that kind of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was going to Lords, and was, this is was only my second time in France, and I was so excited. This is it. I'm gonna finally eat French food. And the first night they served us pasta. Mm. I was like, I feel gypped. <laughs> but then I was there for like four days, and so I was there with some seminarians when we were all together, and. Uh, I wandered around the first day. It was very nice. Prayed a lot. Wandered around the second day. And third day, I'm like, all right, I'm kind of bored. What, like, I'm not going to go back there and keep praying. So the words is at the foothills of the Pyrenees Mountains. Hmm. So I was like, I'm going mountain climbing. And so I did. And it was one of the most unbelievable hikes I'd ever taken. It was so gorgeous. And you're up in this, like, it is like almost like the Alps. Yeah. Stunning, yeah Pyrenees is skiing territory. Stunning, too. Yeah. stunning beauty. Yeah. So I remember that was actually where I felt closest to God on that trip. It was in the mountains outside of Lourdes. 
Yeah. Lords also is a little bit like a Catholic uh, Disneyland. Mm. Yeah. Like there's a lot of I shops of like cha- Catholic tchotchkes. Mm-hmm. Same with Fatima. Yeah. But. Same thing because we were both, we both been to the Holy Land and I felt mm-hmm. like, or you were in there in the winter. I was there in the summer and every, everything is like packed, you know. Really? Yeah. 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 But, um, so I can, I can understand that. With Fatima, I also felt closest to God in a unique location. Um, so there's, there's Fatima itself where the plate, where the visions happen, but the, the city of Fatima is like two miles away. So I, I decided one day I was just going to go take a walk there. So I walked down there through these beautiful olive groves. It was really quiet and peaceful. And, and I found the parish church and I walked in the parish church and there was a sign over the baptismal font and just trying to make it out in Portuguese. And it basically said, in this font was baptized St. Jacinta and St. Francisco Marta. And what struck me is this was so ordinary. It looked like any ordinary parish church in the world. And I thought, how many saints have been baptized at my parish church? How many saints have I baptized? Because I can guarantee when they were baptized, there was really nothing special about them. Mm-hmm. They're ordinary folks mm-hmm. in an ordinary town, forgotten by the world. And this extraordinary grace came from that. And it struck me like every ordinary thing has extraordinary grace attached to it. Very true. I don't know. Yeah. What is, I'm not looking at the question list, sorry. Um, but <laughs> what is what is the church, what's the, we've talked about this before with different apparitions and things and Shroud of Turin and all that, but what does the church say about these things? What's the, what's the stance on veracity and things? Obviously the big ones, we're pretty sure. But like for some of the smaller revelations and apparitions and things, what is the, what's the church stance on that? Well, that depends what you, which ones you're talking about. So like the, the four that are definitely approved that I, that I listed here, there's probably a lot more, but Fatima, Lourdes, Guadalupe, and Quebejo, which is in Rwanda. Mm. Those are just the four that came to mind. Uh, but there's a lot more like Medjugorje or like Garabandal in Northern Spain. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with either of those? I, I know Medjugorje. I don't know. Yeah, the same. One. I don't mm. know the second one. Yeah. Garabandal was one in uh, the 1960s where children again saw the Blessed Mother and some really, really miraculous things would happen. Like, um, people would give rosaries to have them blessed by our Blessed Mother. And so they would like get this big, giant pile of rosaries, like you know, hundreds of rosaries, and hold it up to the Blessed Mother. And she would bless them. And the children would be able to give every rosary back to the right person without even oh, looking wow. at them. Because they would be still looking at the Blessed Mother and just kind of handing them out behind them. And they, they have uh, video evidence of them receiving Holy Communion from an angel. Huh. They videotaped while they're, you know, they're sticking their tongue out and something materialized on their tongue. Oh, wow. Oh. Pretty wild. But the church has not yet declared positive or negative. So there's, there's a middle declaration where it's like, we're not really sure, mm. basically. And particularly with Medjugorje, because they claim to still have these visions, mm-hmm. the church can't make a definitive def- declaration until it's over. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Why is that? If you can witness it now. Um, because in case something else comes down the line that goes against church teaching. I see. Okay. You know, so there's some uncertainty in what the future holds of there whatever is. we're talking. About. And even some theologians have said that Medjugorje probably started out authentic and perhaps has become inauthentic hmm. in the sense that the later visions were just figments of the imagination or having to keep the story going. Hmm. Some people have said that. How long has that been going on? 1981. And it's, is it five people? It started out as six. Now I think it's only like two that receive visions. Okay. And everyone's still alive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything more you could share about that? I don't know much. Well, Medjugorje, I mean, there's a, there's 
so many people have told me about miracles that come from Medjugorje. A lot of people experience that their rosary turns gold. Wow. You know, which it's interesting. I was speaking with somebody who's, who's uh, very devout, whom you know, who's, who does not believe in Medjugorje. And I told him, well, what about these golden rosaries? And he said, well, who would want things to be made of gold? Satan. Mm. I thought that's, that's kind of an interesting perspective. I, I personally do believe that, that Medjugorje is legitimate just because you see the fruits. So many good things have come from it, but but it's still an open question. I see. Okay. That's helpful. Thank you. Yeah. But some of these also have had some um, apocalyptic kind of bent to some of the messages. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think the Fatima story is pretty incredible. You know, before... It's just to predict the... the the revelations that came out about, you know, what ended up conspiring in Soviet Union and, you know, Second World War and all that is, is pretty, well, it's, it's pretty shocking. I don't know. I don't know any other word for it. It's... Uh, like what revelations? Well, just the, the hardships of the, kind of the hardships of the 20th century. Um, and those were, you know, I don't know, those kind of came true to some extent. They did. Yeah. yeah. No, Mary predicted that if if peace was if if her requests for the conversion of Russia were not heeded, there would be a second world war, which of course happened. And then she also talked about how Russia would spread her errors throughout the world, and you see the spread not only of communism, but what I thought was very interesting. I did some research, and in 1920, Russia was the first country in the world to legalize abortion. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. That's in the anti-Mary exposed. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. I got to read that book. You, you <laughs> I, I referenced it every episode. What's crazy is that that was only, as we sit right now, that was only 101 years ago. That's not that long ago. Not really. Not in the grand scheme. And of how far we've come. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy though, just back to the abortion thing, right? That abortion is legal. And um, what always gets me now is like, you know, you could be watching a show or something and it seems like it's okay. You know, it's probably not the best show because it's a secular show. And then what happens? Someone gets pregnant and they talk about how they're not sure if they're going to keep it. Mm. And you're like, this is not a debate, <laughs> right? But TV makes it that this is a debate now. Yeah. You know, the woman gets to choose and it's, it's just pure evil, right? To spread this falsity, you right. know, I mean, right. I don't know. And just people don't get it. Like I, I come across this even with my friends. I don't even know how it comes up, but I'll be like, it's a soul. It's a human soul. Like it's eternal. Right. It's not just something you can discard. You're going to see that soul again. Mm -hmm. You know, hopefully, I mean, I think, you know, God is merciful and like you'll, it'll be worked out eventually in heaven, but. Oh, sure. If you repent. Yeah, how many absolutely. children though, you know, have. 60 million guess, in the United States. Yeah. I get uh, as uh, I guess if you say like as the West goes the way of the woke, do you think that we're ne need <laughs> way we, of the woke? Do you think that we? It seems like we need like a good revelation, a good apparition. Yes, uh, but I think that I don't. But I think we're not. We're probably not there yet. Like it's it can get worse. I don't not, know. Do we need that though, or you know, the world's going to continue? the way it's going and essentially kind of be more and more consumed by the devil, because that's how I kind of see these things, right? As abortion is, um, just accepted. And now it's this transgender movement and, you know, it's, um, all about respecting these people. Right. And, but it's actually evil and it's bad for their soul, um, to, kind of not be living as they are and there's probably a deeper issue going on there could be psychological problems right it's this whole big thing but we're all just told like yep we all choose our gender 
now. Right. You know, we all choose our pronouns, sorry, and let's not even proclaim the gender at birth. Pretty sure I just heard now, uh, you know, I don't know where. You can choose boy, girl, or, you know, like undecided. <laughs> well, in what? California, <laughs> never mind. That's what, a whole what, other topic. But, it, but, 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 we're, but I think my, I think that, you think you something, know, something should shock us? Yeah, but I think, I think, I don't think, I think it, it's got to get worse first because it won't make an impact now. Yeah, I, I just think right? it's going to continue have... to get worse until the end of time, and Jesus is going to come back. That's what I feel. <laughs> I hope things yeah. cycle a little bit, but because <laughs> it's got to get worse, right? That's been revealed to us, hasn't it? Like in the Book of Revelation and these private revelations. Um, well, it's it seems to be conditional in the fact that if mankind does not change, then it will get worse. Because if I think if the world had heeded Fatima and prayed the Rosary daily, mm-hmm. you know, then we'd really have peace. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully. We can hope for that. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, yeah, but, yeah. But how many people have actually heeded the message is... Few. Few, right? So, I mean, Our Lady could could appear again and again. I mean, there's there another until one. You hear, until you heed the message, then it's... I, I think I think my point is, is that, you know, if we look at, like, the United States, like, it was a big deal that the United States just fell, of all denominations, fell below, like, 50% of people attending weekly church services of some sort, Catholic yeah. Mass, whatever. Um it's like, well, okay, well, we're still at 50%. Like, Better than it can go Euro- down to zero. Many European you know, it countries. could go to 10, you know? Like, so, hmm. and and I would hope that we could shift course such that we don't, we're not saying, like, please, Lord, like, give us a revelation, give us an apparition because we're struggling here, you know? Like, I hope that, you know, we can have enough faith in the Lord that we can do our own little way, if, even if it's praying, to right the ship now. Yeah. You know, and to, 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 to look back at the one, the, the revelations we've, we've had and are documented and people have written about and we can witness and we can see on video, um, and that should be sufficient, you know. But, you know, we live in such a scientific age and, and even people try to discount apparitions by saying it's psychological or, um, you know, I know the very last uh, day of, of Our Lady of Fatima was the great miracle of the sun. Mm-hmm. Right, so the sun danced in front of seventy thousand people, and just this past week, I was reading an article that said, "Oh no, that's that was just uh, that was just a natural occurrence. It was like sunspots they were calling it, or sun dogs, I think it was, which is where there's like a ring around the sun. Yeah, and it looks yeah. like you know, it's those ice crystals in the sky or whatever, and it makes this, all this cool stuff that looks really awesome. And they, so the scientific people were like, "Well, it wasn't a miracle." Yeah, well, I would. I always replay. I was listening to a um, CFR brother priest, can't remember, and he was, you know, he was giving the scientific explanation of like the manna from heaven. It's like a specific type of dew, and he's like, "Yeah, isn't that miraculous?" <laughs> <laughs> like, so even if we can describe it by science, it doesn't mean it's not God's work. You know, sure, like sure. if if it happened at that moment during this thing, that doesn't mean it's. It, it you could still scientifically explain it. And it could still be miraculous. Yeah, that's very true. Right. So I, that's where I get like, yeah, isn't it great? Or like you're trying to explain the parting of the Red Sea. It's like, yeah, isn't that great? Like, <laughs> you could, it's like it doesn't matter. Right, right. And God can use natural means to bring about his ends. Right. Absolutely. Well, of course. <laughs> but the very, the very fundamental uh, core of Christianity is that we believe in miracles. We believe that a man rose from the dead. So if God can do miracles 2,000 years ago, why can he not do miracles now? He why can. are people so skeptical? Yeah. Right? If they actually claim to be a Christian. 
I don't know. How would you respond to that? That's, that's <laughs> blame, not... the, blame the Enlightenment. Age oh, of Reason. There was that. Yeah. There was that. Well, I think it was Immanuel Kant that wrote the book, uh, uh, Religion by Reason Alone, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Where he tried to strip away all the miraculous. Right. He said, he said let's have a religion that's just solely based on reason. Okay, what do we know? We know God exists. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, well, then, you know, the Socratic school and came up with that too. Right. But they never knew God. Right. But they figured out that there probably is a God and he exists. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we can reason into that, but that's pretty much it. Um, so, so do you think about these private revelations? Um, are they, are they necessary? Do they add anything to the gospel? Are they helpful in your, your spiritual life or? They're helpful. I wouldn't, I can't, I don't know if necessary. I don't know if that's accurate because we should like, God should be enough. Right. So the gospel is all we really need. No, not necessarily, because then you get into sola scriptura. <laughs> um, but you know, true, true, right? So um, I think that you, I think that you could have a a foundation in in Christianity, Catholicism, without knowing about these. I think that's possible. Mm. So necessary, maybe not. Well, I just wonder. Helpful, yes. When you bring up the necessary, like where would the world be if we didn't have these mystical experiences and these Marian apparitions, right? Like if Mary never appeared in Guadalupe Mm. and the human sacrifice continued to go on, like how horrible would things have gotten? How long would that have gone Mm. on? You know? True. Like I think God has been saving humanity by doing these things. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Conversions like that. You could say that they're necessary because God willed it to happen. That's very true. Right. So therefore it is necessary. It has to be necessary. Yeah. And it shows that our faith is alive, you know? Sure. Because I think most of us can say, oh, you know, I mean, if we can't believe something that was a hundred years ago or Fatima, right? If we can now explain, well, that wasn't actually a miracle when it was, it truly was. Right. And the people that were there that day, they thought they were going to die. Right. They thought it was the end of times. Right. And then I... I believe, right, it was raining right in the morning. They get up to leave and their clothes are perfectly dry. Like it wasn't just that something happened in the sky, you know. It was miraculous and they knew it. But we can discount it today, Mm -hmm. right? So looking back to Jesus's day, I think a lot of people do doubt. Well, that was so long ago, you know. Did that really happen? But it's funny how even in Jesus's day, people doubted him. He did these incredible miracles and they're like, ah, it was a demon. It was, you know, trickery. It wasn't, you know. Yeah. Well, I think we, well, I think partly, partially it's because we've been, I think a lot of modern society has been trained that science is the end of all discussion. Mm. Right. And science is God. Right. To, To say it bluntly. Right. And, and that's come out of a long history of liberalization and secularization of our society. And, and science, you can, and and I think, you know, what Thomas might say was, is that you can have all your science and you can have all your metaphysics. You have all your physics and all your metaphysics and they can work well together. They're not mutually exclusive. Right. Um, and I think that's what we've lost in our society. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, great. We have the scientific explanation for that. Isn't it great? You know, like I was saying before, like it, so they're not mutually exclusive and it's all because like God created all of this. So it, of course it is, you know, that's the way I just like, I've struggled like reasoning with that. Like people that are, that they try to like scientifically disprove whatever, Mm -hmm. like, 
but you're only looking at it from one angle. Who says there's only who says that there's only the physical way of looking at things and right. not the metaphysical way of looking at things? Science right. cannot rule out the the existence of a spiritual world. Of course not. Because science no. is only based on the things of this world. And right. And then you don't know in scientific theory is you don't know it until you prove it. But right. you don't know things until you prove them. So it's so there's a bunch of stuff we don't know. So does that mean it doesn't exist? Right. 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 If we find a new species and we scientifically prove that it's a new species of fish or something we've never found before, does that mean it didn't exist before we defined it as such? Mm -hmm. Like, no, of course not. Of course it existed. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And that I think is an important piece with this private revelation is that, you know, people that have these experiences really are mystics in the truest sense of the word, that they're having a mystical experience of something truly supernatural and, and, you know, whether it's, okay, well, maybe maybe they hallucinated, but, but couldn't God have created that hallucination for a specific purpose, you know? And, I mean, obviously when Mary came down, she didn't have a tangible body, right? But she was visible. But she does appear differently to people than the angels do. That is true. She has her body, right? I mean, because she is body and soul. Right, yeah, I guess so. So even that. Oh, there's so many like stories, right, of people who have seen her, and they and they always say how beautiful she is. And um, what I found is whether you're watching, you know, Marina Restrepo, right, Colombian, who kind of died and went to heaven, or there's a Jewish man who was walking down the beach, and then he was just in heaven with God. Oh, I don't know this story. Do you know his name? No. Um, I, I can look Tell us up. more. He gives us, he gives a lot of talk, but so basically, well, his story quickly was, uh, I think very successful at a young age, like Harvard professor kind of a thing, kind of accomplished it all. Very unhappy. Um, didn't believe in God was raised Jewish and then was walking along kind of the edge of a beach, kind of, um, more like a woodsy area and then was in heaven, hmm. uh, you know, and surrounded by God. And then he was kind of brought to his face, uh, to his faith visited by Mary, didn't know who she was, but she was so beautiful. And, um, you know, I, I don't recall her message to him, but he just was hoping that the faith that he was supposed to go to was not Catholicism, <laughs> you know? So he ended up in one church and then they did, they spoke poorly of Mary. And once he knew she was Mary, he, he realized, well, that's not, this isn't the right place, you know? And so he ended up in the Catholic church, um, and is a speaker, um, but uh, I, I don't know. I just find these stories are so incredible. And whether you're listening to Marino, right, this guy, uh, you know, um, sisters, right, um, there's Father Michelle Rodriguez yes. from Canada. Their stories all match up. They always have the same message. There's the same truth, you know. So that's to me how you know this is from God. That is true, yeah. And that's that's a good question to ask ourselves is when we hear about these mystical things, how, what's the criteria we use? So yeah, if, if they match up, if they agree with what the Catholic Church teaches on scripture and tradition, then you can go ahead and believe in them. I love all yeah. these stories, frankly. I just can't get enough of them. Um, there's so many videos too you can watch. I just find it all fascinating. Oh, and even like the Fatima right? Uh, the children saw hell, mm. right? And they were terrified of it. And like, even just hearing that, you're like, wow, hell really is real. Like, we know it's real, but you maybe want to think it's not, mm. but it is like, yeah, right? And she talked about how important the rosary is. A, a book that was very formative in my own life was um, called Thunder of Justice. 
And it was about some of the visionaries who had seen heaven, hell, and purgatory and kind of talked about mm-hmm. their experiences of it. And I re- remember reading it as a 14 or 15-year-old kid and just being awakened because my parish priest never talked about hell. It wasn't, fire. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't something, it was, it was just like happy, clappy Catholicism. And now I'm like, holy cow, like there's actually, like this life matters. And it's terrifying. And it's hell. Ter- hell, is, hell is not good. <laughs> Roy Showman. Roy Showman. Got the name. Okay. I will go look him up. I'm in not, my right. search in Google. So nice. that was pretty Roy easy. Showman. I'll have to look yeah. him up. That's awesome. Well, thanks for joining us in this episode of Restless, where we're talking about some of the great ways in which God still continues to communicate to us through private revelation. So my challenge for you is to go and research some of this, some of the names that maybe Lauren mentioned, maybe some of the more famous apparitions that are approved by the church, like Fatima or Guadalupe or Quibejo, because they're wonderful stories about how God continues to live and to move even in uh, the modern day age. So thanks so much for joining us on Veritas Catholic Radio, 1350 AM, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day.